Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are getting ready for the Super Bowl here. Yep. Uh, the Eagles versus the Chiefs. Took you a second there. Did you forget who was playing in the Super I Bowl? Try, you know, after the Ravens are eliminated, you I just, just kind of go into a cocoon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing I definitely don't, I hate watching every year is the Super Bowl parade. You know, uh, when you go, to, I, of course I, I watch the game, and then, but I don't want to watch the parade. Like, I go down to eat lunch, and they have it up on the TVs. I'm like, turn that thing off. No. <laughs> this just hurts too much. You don't like seeing, like, uh, other I people like, happy? No, hate it. Like when Jason Kelsey was in his full, you know. Okay, actually, that was kind of funny. <laughs> you might the, get a, like, re- the, might like, get a wizard that thing. Yeah. That's true. That was kind of good. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Tom Brady on a boat throwing the Lombardi. That was also pretty good. No, no, that you didn't like that good. one. No, that, I Tom. like that one. That was that one was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we just wanted to talk about kind of the big game, obviously, and uh, you know what's been happening this week with the Ravens as they continue their offensive coordinator search and. Other things are always, you know, there's always buzz out there. So, Garrett, what's what's your first and foremost feeling about this matchup in the Super Bowl? Well, about the Super Bowl, I mean, look, I think um, certainly I, my gut says I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. I just think in these games. The Chiefs win, huh? I, that's the way I lean. I think that in big games like this, I generally lean towards who has the best quarterback, and I think that that's Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, even though he's – you know, he had the ankle injury, but he mm-hmm. showed, obviously, in the AFC Championship he can play through that and still be at a very high level. Right. He's been there. So that's the way I guess I would say that I'm leaning in okay. this game. Okay. And, um, that, yeah. You rooting for Orlando Brown and Brandon Williams? I'm, I really am not rooting. I guess I, I have no rooting interest in the game, but mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm guessing right now who's going to win, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. I'm guessing the Eagles are going to win, Ooh. but I'm rooting for Orlando and Brandon. Okay. Win. Just because former Ravens, you former like Ravens, yeah, Orlando is good, good dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would like to see them get a ring. Orlando fulfill his father's father's, yeah. you know, vision for him in life, playing left tackle in the Super Bowl. His dad never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he'd be kind of cool. I agree. Look, I think that would be awesome for Orlando. I mean, it's um, he. I mean, he was a guy who was really well liked here. Yeah, um, by players, by staff, by everybody. You know, he was. Um, you know, he kind of grew up in this organization long before he even started playing for it. So to see him get that honor, I think it would be awesome. Now, so. now Randy Brown will be rooting for the Eagles. His son is, yes. a, is a special teams kicking consultant, I right. believe it is, right. for them, kind of following his dad's footsteps. Kicking coach runs in the family. Uh, Randy's, Randy told me he's going to be at the Super Bowl. 
That's awesome. So there you go. That's awesome. So we know who who, who he'll be rooting for. So in terms of what's happening with the Ravens right now, mm-hmm. um, just, well, wait, wait. Before oh, okay. we move on to the Super Bowl, here's here's kind of my thing, and and part of the reason I want to have the Super Bowl conversation with you is that the way in which these yeah. teams were constructed, I think you know you always take that and you compare it to how the Ravens have gone about their business in constructing teams, and I think it's interesting with both these teams. You know, the Eagles are. Have kind of pushed all the chips to the center of the table. They're aggressive in, in bringing guys in via trades, aggressive in free agency. You know, they have the ro- rookie quarterback on the rookie contract, not rookie quarterback, but quarterback on a rookie contract. And, you know, they went after it, traded for A.J. Brown, all that stuff. And so, you know, you look at them and the Rams of a year ago, both kind of in that similar model. The, you know what, whatever, we're going to go all in. And try to maximize this guy on a rookie, the quarterback on a rookie contract. Whereas the Chiefs are kind of the old school model in a way. You know, they they got this great quarterback, they paid him the big mm-hmm. contract, uh, and then had to make tough decisions afterwards. You know, because of that contract, they traded Tyreek Hill right instead of giving him a, a very expensive extension, and it still worked. Both both. Means of building a team have worked. They've yeah. gotten to the Super Bowl, right? Because Mahomes has been good enough to still bring them to that level, right? Despite losing Tyreek Hill, for example. And, you know, you even look at their offense and certainly, you know, the scheme and things are different and, and all that. But at its roster construction standpoint, you know, they trade their best wide receiver and said our tight end, Travis Kelsey, is going to be our top receiver. Not too dissimilar from what the Ravens did. They traded Hollywood Brown, said Mark Andrews was the clear guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they had Bateman. But, you know, the Chiefs didn't have McCole Hardman. I mean, they didn't have, like, a first-round pick wide receiver. Like, who? what was their wide receiver room looking like at season's start? Right. And how many people well, thought Juju. it was legit? If you just miss Schuster. They had Juju. And they did sign Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Right. So they did. Was bring- that at the beginning of the year? Well, Did yeah, they have that, all year that, yeah that he was, he's been on the roster the whole season. <laughs> okay. And he had a huge, very big AFC championship. Yeah. So, you know, but I'm just saying kind of like, sure, Juju I mean, is no, coming no, off of Neither of those guys are, are Tyreek Hill. I agree with you exactly. there. But, but I'm just saying they added those two pieces. Right. Um, to their, At a discount to, of what Tyreek Hill was. Basically. Yes, yes. Two for the price of one almost. You know, I don't have to look at the Even exact less. money. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, I guess the other thing I would – the other thing I would push back on, you know, in comparing what the Rams did last year to what the Eagles have done this year, it was even more exaggerated with the Rams. I agree. So, like, the Eagles, you know, Eagles go all in. They did make the trade for A.J. Brown. However, like, when you compare that to what the Rams have done, well, not they, there were other moves other than that. They're Hassan Reddick, they signed to a. a Pretty big contract, I want to say. They traded for the guy from the Bears, Robert Quinn. They right. traded for a safety from New Orleans. wasn't a huge haul. Right. Um, but, like, there were other moves, too. It, there it wasn't w- just A.J. Brown. It, it, yeah, but when you look at the Rams, like, it was yeah. multiple first-round picks from Matthew Stafford. It was Jalen Ramsey. It was right. pay everybody. Right. Von Miller. Von Miller. Odell Beckham. It was, yeah. like, all yeah. these guys, yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. it was <laughs> Big, big-name guys. Yeah. yeah, and also, like... Everyone got paid there somehow. Like, you know, it was Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Aaron Donald, yep. um, Matthew Stafford on down the line. Right. So, like, Todd Gurley, you know, back in the day. It's like all these guys. Well, like, and then and, and Eric DaCosta's kind of, you know, it was interesting. Somebody asked him the question a couple weeks ago of, like, you know, would you make the splash trade for the wide mm-hmm. receiver, basically? Would you give up a first-round pick and have to sign into an extension for a first-round wide receiver? 
and you know he didn't he he's not never gonna just give a flat out yeah. no or yet yes or no answer to anything but you know he threw cold water on that idea and uh you know said that basically depth is important to this team you know uh-huh. if you, if you just load up and say okay we're gonna have six you know mega stars and then they're eating up whatever 75 percent of our cap you know and then the rest of the guys are on all rookie deals or whatever right then like you have some injuries a couple injuries to star players the rams matthew stafford Cooper right. cup go down and they were one of the worst teams in the league this year posted one of the worst records at yeah. least right yeah that's the run the risk you run is like you spend all that money and put it all in one in one basket and that player goes down, which it's a contact sport. Injuries happen even to the best players. You're screwed. Yeah. Right? But I, I see both sides of the argument, right? Like, maybe in today's NFL, do you have to to get over the top now, right? Like, the Ravens have always been a team that have said, get in the dance, and we'll see. You know, it's every year we want to be competitive. That mm-hmm. keeps our fan base engaged. That, you know, that gives us a chance every single year. We don't want to be a rebuild team. Push your eggs all in the basket. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, okay, we're rebuilding three years later or yeah. two years later. They don't want to, they're not in that model, right? Uh, fans, though, I think have been critical in saying, you got to go all in. You Look at the Rams. Look at the mm-hmm. Eagles now. You got to go all in. Why didn't we trade for this wide receiver? Why didn't we trade for that wide receiver? And those arguments, I'm not saying like fans' arguments in that regard are un- are totally unfounded or unfair. It's yeah. two schools of thought. I just, yeah. And I've traditionally been more in the Ravens, like, get in the dance and you never know what happens, but you keep seeing teams who kind of go all in. Maybe you're saying the Eagles didn't do it Yeah, to yeah that's, that's where I'm just kind of stuck. I'm just right. like, maybe, did the Eagles maybe, go all in, like, in the sense of, like, going They weren't all- to the Rams extreme, but I think that they certainly were very aggressive. Now, the, the Ravens, the Ravens traded a second-round like, pick for Roquan Smith. That was pretty exactly, aggressive that's what, Exactly. They, the Ravens traded a second-round pick for Roquan Smith. Right. They signed I, Hassan I think Reddick. The, I think the Ravens don't give it, get enough credit, and Eric Tocasa hasn't gotten enough credit for being pretty aggressive, right? I mean, he went out and traded for Marcus Peters in 2019. He went out and traded for Yannick Ngakwe in 2020. Uh, he traded for Roquan Smith. Was there somebody I'm missing from? Well, Calais Campbell. Well, no, I'm saying like a midseason trade. Oh, there was yeah, was those it, were the right? big ones. Those was, big, yeah, those were the big I didn't ones. Miss one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like, those are big moves, right? And uh, I think I think he deserves credit. I think that he has kind of evolved in in being aggressive and making some splash free agent signings. Marcus Williams. Well, that, is that's top that's what safety. I'm trying to say here. Like like. This notion it's, that the it really Eagles comes down to the wide receiver. It comes down to the wide receiver. That's where the Ravens fans rub is. Is the Ravens never went out and traded for that big time wide receiver. Eagles went out and got AJ Brown. They're in the Super Bowl. Right. That's it. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> I think that the Ravens, you know, and they also drafted Devonta Smith in the first round recently. Right. So they they've invested like multiple <laughs> eggs. You well, know, in that Ravens drafted two first round. Eric Costas drafted two first round. But they did receivers. go out and get the, the free agent receiver. Exactly. Um, so, should the Ravens go out and get the free agent receiver? Like, should they have made or, the A.J. Brown trade? Or you trade? Mean trade? Not necessarily free agent wide receiver. Right. But yeah. You know, I think there's a case to be made that you could go out and, like, that it would be great to have an A.J. Brown on this team. You can make that case. Mm. Um, and the Eagles are showing the value that he brings to the team. Um, but I do think that, like, my point is that, like, I don't think last year, yes. Last year, I was in the case of, like, this team's going all in. They're just saying, like, you know what? If we stink for the next five years, you know, like, we're okay with it because we're going to win a Super Bowl. You're saying in 2022? 
I'm saying in 2021 when the Rams won the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I think that they basically had the attitude of like, you know what, we're trying to win it right now. Yeah, and like, yeah, 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 okay. You know, if if we have a season in 2022 like they did, but you win the Super Bowl in 21, whatever. Whatever. We want it. Exactly. I can Ring's sit, still looking the, nice. Yeah, ring still fits. I'm good. <laughs> right. And so I think that like that was kind of their attitude a right. little bit. I don't think it's anywhere close to that extreme with the Eagles. And I think what they have done outside of the receiver, like you're saying, is is really not that dissimilar. Hassan Reddick got a three for 45. Mm-hmm. Three-year contract for $45 million. Marcus Williams got a five-year deal for $70 million. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, Ravens right. were just as aggressive just as, as aggressive in getting a big-time free agent, maybe even more so because, mm-hmm. you know, Marcus Williams got a longer-term deal for more money. Right. So, like... And then you the Roquan Smith trade. So I think that the I I think that the Ravens have been very aggressive. Should they go and get a receiver? Like I think that they should be aggressive in the receiver market this year. If there's a guy that's available, if they have the ability to do so, right? Or you're saying do the the first the uh, first round pick and trade? Well, I just don't know who that that, guy is. If that guy is out there, like who is that guy? Because honestly, if you look at like if you pull up the list of guys to the top ten leaders in receiving yards, it's hard to see. You know who that would player would be. Mm-hmm. Like, are they gonna? Are the are the Vikings gonna trade Justin Jefferson? I don't think that's happening. Right. <laughs> like, I don't see that happening. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So, he like, knows. it's hard to be like, who? Okay, go get Tyreek Hill. Go get Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to have Devontae Adams on the team, but I, I don't know who that guy is this year. Mm-hmm. But if there was that guy out there. Would you pull the trigger? I would think really. Uh, there's like nuance to this discussion because like. Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown did not all go for the same price. They were di- in terms of, well, so the contracts that they ended up getting. Mm-hmm. So I would, if there's a guy that I think that is at that level and you could have for, call it, let's call it a first-round pick, I would think long and hard about that. It mm-hmm. just depends who is that player. It's well, a Justin Jefferson, and, sure. And, and sure. Would I give up a first-round pick for Justin Jefferson? Well, and there, and sure. the contract is a huge part of that. Yeah. You know, which... Little sneak peek. We're going to have Brian McFarland on yeah. from Russell Street Report to talk all things contracts. So maybe we can discuss this with him. You know, right. how could the Ravens make a big, you know, high priced wide receiver fit under their salary cap? Right. You know, as we've said many times, the Lamar Jackson contract situation will affect many of these discussions and decisions. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hear all that. I, I hear you all that. I mean, I think the other kind of the third realm here that, that we're not talking about in terms of building a Super Bowl contender is what the Bengals did last year. And this is the other one that is kind of the the common... And this is this is where I would put the Eagles more in this camp, honestly. Basically, you have a quarterback on his rookie contract. Yep. That's what that's where the, yep. the Bengals were last year. That's where the Eagles are this year. Um, and mm-hmm. so you have a quarterback and you maximize that contract and you're able to put more pieces around him. Um, and that is ultimately how you do that. Now, because once you pay him, that quarterback has to lift up everybody else around him. Right. And so, like, the Ravens are getting to that point now where it's it's time to pay. Right. Um, and we'll see, as we all know, where that ends, if that's a franchise tag, if that ends up being a long-term contract. Like, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, and I think Lamar is good enough to lift everyone else around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that's space. you know, your margin for error when you're paying your quarterback becomes smaller because you have to right. have the inability to sign other guys, and you just your quarterback, as Mahomes has done this year, 
you got to be able to say, you know what, we're going to lose Tyreek Hill, who might be the best receiver in the league, right. but we're going to be okay because our quarterback and our offense and our scheme is going to be good enough to overcome that. Well, and I think that when you look at the Eagles and their formula, it just leads you to think, okay, over the past five years, did the Ravens do enough to put those weapons around Lamar Jackson while he was on his rookie contract and really say, all right, we're going to go get it. We're going to give Lamar all those weapons and say, you know, whatever. We're going to go get it in that way. We're going right. to go get him that that premier A.J. Brown wide receiver or whatnot. And I think that's a fair conversation to have, too. You know, if you did that, what well, what did that take off the table? You know, that would have taken a Roquan Smith contract off the table. The past couple of years, whatever, you eliminate Justin Houston, Clay, Campbell, other Marcus Williams. You know, like, you can say give him the wide receiver, and I would have, I would have loved to have seen what Lamar Jackson would have done with A.J. Brown or Devontae Adams or any of these guys. I would have... Mm. That would have been awesome. I would have loved to have seen that. But, you know, you can't just think in a vacuum and say, well, you know, you have to think of what you're giving up to get that also. Yeah. Well, it's also funny, like, you're, you know, DaCosta made the point in the press conference, like, well, I know what our fans would like. And, you know, it it, it kind of like threw cold water on this notion of just going Mm -hmm. out there and getting this Mm -hmm. big time free agent receiver or trading Mm -hmm. for one. Mm -hmm. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You know, a couple of years ago, he did the same thing kind of when he was like, you know, when the Ravens drafted Bateman. And he was basically like, it's disrespectful to dismiss our receiving core. We have a ton of faith in these guys. And, you know, made that point. And then all of a sudden he drafted Bateman. And so when, <laughs> when he kind of went on that, you know, when he made that point at the press conference, everyone was sort of like, well, I guess they're guess they're not drafting a first-round receiver. And then they ended up drafting a first-round receiver. So you think, so you think that I don't know. Eric I don't know. That's like, I, I, I have no reason. coming. This sounds like no, I'm not, I'm, a, a I really just is coming. It's always funny because you, you can look at it both ways. Like, it's oftentimes <laughs> you look back at what, what's said in these press conferences, and, like, sometimes it's right on the money. And it's like, I think it was with Linderbaum this year. I'm, I'm, if, if my memory serves me correctly, they were yeah. like, you know, basically sometimes you have to give up something for, like, we basically want to give up player. the size. You give up the size of a great else. player. Right. And then a lot of people are like, eh, you're not going to draft Linderbaum. You're just lying. And they're like, we told you. We said it. <laughs> right, right, we right, said right, it. Right, 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 right. And so, like, sometimes they're dead on and they tell you exactly what they think. Other times they say something. Ozzie and- Newsom, when asked about Lamar Jackson at the combine in 2018, <laughs> yeah, yeah. was like, yeah, we have him on a, as a quarterback right. on our board. Right, right. <laughs> Exactly. And so, like, there's times where um, they tell you the truth, and you're just like, 
you're just in this game of like deception, and you so you just end up trying to guess whether. Eric DeCosta loves playing that game. He's very good at that game. He's very good at that game. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought it was an interesting conversation when you, whenever you see the teams in the Super Bowl, you're like, how do we get to that point? Right. How do we get there? And roster construction is obviously a huge part of that. Um, so it's it's I think two different schools of thought, and it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see which one, you know, raises the Lombardi Trophy this year. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about some things that are happening with the Ravens at this time. All right, so the sports landscape's always changing, and this week is no different, even though it's Super Bowl week. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have some skin in the game. So it's simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players. While you try to stay under that salary cap, we're talking salary cap, Mm-hmm. Right now, that's a big talking point in the yep. offseason. It's yep. the same thing in Daily Fantasy. So you stay under that cap, and then you sit back and you watch your points pile up. You know how to play now, so download the DraftKings app today. Sign up using the code FLOCK. If you're a new user, you're going to get a free entry with your first deposit. The code is FLOCK at DraftKings. So where are you watching the Super Bowl? I think I'm going to watch at a friend's house. Okay, nice. Common man? Not at the common man's house. Not at the common man's house. <laughs> I think I'm going to watch at a friend's house. I, I'm taking my six-year-old on a little uh, two-day, one-and-a-half-day ski trip to Whitetail. So you're not watching the Super Bowl? So booked the Airbnb, right, and then was like, oh, crap, that's, that's Super, Super Bowl, Bowl Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I go off the map, you know, yeah. I tune it out. And then I was like, oh, no, and I flipped through the pictures of the Airbnb, and I'm like, I don't see a TV. Oh, no. Had the message the owner was like, um, I need to see a picture of the TV so I can also see how big the TV yeah. is. This is Super Bowl Sunday, and she was very obliging and totally interested. So we're all good. There's a TV. There's a TV. It's a good size. You know, uh, we'll have to keep the volume down because my six year old will be sleeping in the bed <laughs> next to the TV. Um, but uh, but yes, we'll we'll still be watching. We'll order in some pizza. It'll be good. All right, there you go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be fun. Um, before we co- completely just wrap up here, I do want to. We do have a question here uh, mm-hmm. to the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Um, so, a quick question here. Um, Bill says, I've been arguing with a buddy of mine about tagging Lamar, and neither of us know the answer to this question. If he's, if Lamar's tagged mm-hmm. um, and says, I'm not going to be tagged, I'm not going to play as a tagged player, what happens? Does he still get paid? Um, does he go to a different team after a year? Do the Ravens go get any compensation? So, the, the case is. The example in this case would be Le'Veon Bell. Exactly. And so, I mean, any player could say, I'm not going to play. You know, you, you could say that. Right. Um, <clears throat> but then you, you don't get paid. You know, Correct. If, You're if, forfeiting those game checks. Right. Now, there's a deadline in which you have to report. If you don't report back by that deadline, which I'm not sure when it is, whether it's in October or November, sometime midseason mm-hmm. around that point. Now, then you lose that year of basically... You know, if you were going to be a free agent the year following, yeah. if you don't report at all, well, you still have to play out play a year before you become a free agent. If you report at that before that deadline, then that counts as an accrued season towards free agency. Right. And so if you go back, and this was a big story with Le'Veon Bell a few years ago, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that, that deadline, it's like, oh, okay, he'll just skip the first six games of the season and then show up right before the deadline. Right, right. You know, that's the thing. You know, and we're putting the cart way before the horse here, and, and the Ravens have said their hope is to get a long-term deal done with Lamar Jackson. Right. So that's the hope. This is just all, you know, conjecture here to Bill's question. But, you know, if, if you go down the franchise tag route, then that opens up all the questions of, you know, 
when would Lamar report? Would he play under the tag? All that stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which you know we don't know the answer to. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't think that Lamar is a holdout kind of guy. Right. I mean, I think I think offseason practices are different, also from games and stuff. I, yeah. I think Lamar Jackson loves playing football. Yeah, personally, that's just my feeling. I don't see him as that kind of guy. Right. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. But I, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not inside Lamar's head. You know, that's just like, he loves playing football. Yeah. Lamar loves playing football. So I, I wouldn't see that happening. But like you said, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so thanks for the question, Bill. As always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. There's lots kind of going on right now. You know, there's the offensive coordinator search that's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think given the fact that uh, the Super Bowl is on Sunday, you know, my gut tells me it's going to, something's going to, decision is going to be announced and made after the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, I don't think it's going to happen on Super Bowl Sunday morning. Well, the, the latest <laughs> report from Adam Schefter is that Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, is still a, uh, a prime candidate, I believe was his words, uh, for the Ravens OC position and the Commanders OC position. Now, he's also still in the running for the Colts head coaching job. So, you know, and felt that's, he said, the enemy said that that's the only interview he's taken so far is one for the Colts head coaching job. When asked about the OC jobs, he said, I'm not getting into that right now after the Super Bowl. You know, we can talk about that if he doesn't get the Colts job, obviously. He wants to be a head coach. Yeah. He's been taking interviews the past several years to become a head coach and it hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, now if it comes, if it's the Ravens and the commanders, like, like John Harbaugh said, like, Ravens look pretty alluring in that situation to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm biased. Yeah. I'm on this side of the equation, but like the prospect of working with Lamar Jackson, you know, and, and all the talented players that the Ravens have on offense, Mark Andrews, all that stuff, like the stability of the franchise working with John Harbaugh, all those things, you know, seem to me like if it comes down to the Ravens and the commanders for which OC position, Eric Miami would be taking if the Ravens offer him the job, yeah, you right. know, then like, I think the Ravens are in good position in that. Yeah. I think you've said this previously on the pod, and I agree. You know, it's really hard for me to handicap who's the leader in this race and where it stands and who's yeah. most likely. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are asking, like, who's the leader? What do the Ravens want? Who's the most likely candidate? Who does Lamar want? Who does Lamar yeah, want? Mailbagger. And, like, there's just, it's it's really difficult. Um, yeah. I don't know who Lamar wants. You know, it's like he's he's not talked publicly, mm-hmm. you know, in, in months, you know, uh, since the knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, certainly he's not, you know, posting his preference for the OC on Twitter. Right. Um, so like <laughs> check all the polls that people are putting out there. Yeah. Who do you want as your OC and see which one, if Lamar's voted yet. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know who Lamar wants. Um, and you know, as we've said, I, I give Harbaugh credit for, you know, conducting an exhaustive search, but I don't know where it's going to land. Like, I really am unsure. Well, the latest reports also are that the Ravens have, and John Harbaugh have conducted second interviews with four candidates. That's Brian Angelicchio uh, from the Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also with Todd Munkin, uh, who last year was the offensive coordinator at Georgia. Justin Outen uh, from Denver Broncos, who took over as the offensive player caller for the past, the last two games with Jerry Rosberg as the interim head coach. Yep. Um, they had two other better offense games that day. And Dave Canales uh, from the Seahawks, who was their quarterback's coach, helped Geno Smith have a resurgent big year. Um, you know, all four of those guys have definitely bona fide credentials. I, you know, I think any of them would be a good hire. Right. Um, and so, 
And I, like I said, I would expect that the Ravens, if Eric Bieniemy is still available and is willing to take an interview, doesn't get the head coaching job with Colts, that he would probably be of interest as well. Yeah, the only other thing I would say, too, is like, <laughs> you know, it's been kind of a slow trickle of, you know, every day there seems like there's another nugget of news that comes out about who the Ravens are doing an yep. interview with. Uh, and there may have been others, you know, that have done second interviews. Who knows? You yep. know, this is just what's been reported. So there could be more in that group. Um, and well, he's reportedly talked to uh, Byron, Byron Leftwich, right. Bobby Ingram, right. former coach here. Right. There's other guys. Right. So, like, who, who knows how many have done second interviews and where all that stands. Right. Um, and then, of course, the enemy is kind of one of the many wild cards in the right. equation. Right. So remains to be seen on that. That'll be the biggest domino to fall, I think, after the Super Bowl, uh, you know, the Ravens uh, are going to have their meetings with Steve Bashotti, you know, Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh, all of them go down to Jupiter, Florida, mm -hmm. to uh, Steve's residence to discuss all of these big topics. That's usually happens around this time of the year. So, right. you know, there will be major decisions made there in the direction of this franchise. And, and as we've talked about, this is a fascinating offseason, unlike any others. And, uh, We'll just have to see how it all plays out. Yeah, no doubt. So, as always, you can email us at lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Also, want to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so uh, already. Go ahead and subscribe. And also, leave us a rating and a review if you haven't done that recently. Uh, we'll always love those ratings and reviews, especially the good ones. Those are yeah. my favorite. Yeah. The good There's, ratings are the best. Oh, the five stars. Five it's stars. Five stars are bust. Five star ratings only. <laughs> so go go ahead and make sure you leave one of those. You didn't you didn't talk about the Pro Bowl at all. Pro Bowl games. Mm, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. You just got back. I did. I did just get back. Um my quick take is I thought the NFL did a really good job of bringing the stars out for the event. Um, you know, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are the coaches of the two mm -hmm. teams. Um, Ray, Lewis. Ray Lewis is the defensive coordinator for the AFC team. Who's uh, the D coordinator on the other side? DeMarcus Ware. Okay. So they had DeMarcus Ware. So, you know, you got four, you know, star players, former mm -hmm. star players. Right, right, right. Um, and I, I think that players thought that was cool. Yeah. And I can tell you just like walking around. Yeah, I did a quick interview with Peyton Manning. And <laughs> he tried to get out, out after your first question. He started walking away. You, you hit him with the second. I gave you credit for well, that. One. So Peyton was leaving the field. He was one foot out the door. Pey Peyton was leaving the field, and I was like, ah, I, I can't turn down an opportunity to ask Peyton Manning for an interview. Exactly. You know, I'll admit, interviewing Peyton Manning, you get a little nervous for that one. It's Peyton Manning. <laughs> He was also pretty salty about the way the game ended, right? He wanted like a penalty called, I think. Yeah, well, I saw at the something. end, at the end of the game, you know, it's always funny with the Pro Bowl. Like at the end, the intensity picks up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Like the money's online then. Yeah, you get and a winner's it came down to the wire, yeah. and the NFC team ended up winning. There's a penalty flag. It's like one of the few penalty flags thrown. So Peyton didn't see very happy about that. Now there's a few. You know, I think he cooled off before I got to him. Okay, okay. It's not like I, you know, you went up to him, right rushed after? him off the field. What do you think about flag, Peyton? <laughs> Um, you should have if you were a big J journalist. <laughs> but yeah, he he um he had good things to say about Tyler Huntley. And, yeah. and I thought it was cool, kind of long way around my point here was like I just think that in talking with the Ravens players, they thought it was awesome to just to to be in the room with those guys mm -hmm. the entire week. Well, and Roquan Smith and, and Ray Lewis are apparently gonna get together for film sessions, yeah. study sessions this off season. Yeah, like at first I was just kind of like asked Roquan, like, you know, what do you think of Ray Lewis being here? It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we're talking about how we can get together this offseason. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is a little bit more than just like, hey, how you doing? Nice right, to meet right, you. Right, right, right. You know, and, and then Ray, 
talked even more in depth about that and how you know he sees like some areas in Roquan's game that he could elevate even more. Yep. And he thinks that basically if, if Roquan does those little things, like we already saw the leap that the defense made with Roquan last year, but if he has these little things in this film study, mm-hmm. then like he can be even even more of a leader and communicator on defense, and now all of a sudden this defense can be kind of legendary. I do think that's one thing that hasn't been really talked about is like now Roquan with a full offseason yeah. with this defense and like what they can become together, you know, like kind of to what you're saying. When you come in midseason and see how he elevated the whole unit, like what, you know, when we talked to Rod Woodson, Mm-hmm. about that of the 2000 defense it was he kept coming back to the buy-in that they all had during the offseason of how they were going to run to the ball every single practice every single play and like he points that on several occasions yeah. of being like that was really the thing and, and ray becoming that leader that he became and all of us kind of gelling together in that way and communicating everything was communicated we were so in sync that that's why we were so good that the collection of talent was magnified and the Ravens have a ton of talent on defense and like with Roquan with a full off season of working with all these guys together it's it's really interesting to think of what they can become yeah totally and like he actually even said to me at one point and it's you know these guys are just having fun and you know he him and Marlon were kind of hanging out and goofing off a little bit and he's like so what do you think about us being together for him he was saying to me about him and Marlon he's like what do you think about us being together for the next you know five years or whatever it is Mm -hmm. Like, and it's a kind of a reminder to me that, like, this defense is basically staying intact, you know, for the most part. Marcus Peters, Calais Campbell, Marcus Justin Peters, Houston. Calais, and Houston are the, are the ones. <laughs> are the bigs. Big but, ones, like, yeah. your core, you know, Roquan is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Marlon's going to be there. Marcus Williams is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton, Patrick Queen. Like, yep. you know, a lot of your core pieces are going to remain intact. Chuck and those Clark other guys question, right? could come back mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as well. Yep. Um, and so it just is like I still think this defense is going to be great. So definitely, yeah. I, I, and then the the last thing and on the Pro Bowl that I would say is like, you know, it was just awesome to see Tyler Huntley just living it up. Yeah, exactly. Like the guy had a smile on his face nonstop. He's and just like, leave it, living a dream, man. And yeah, he's he like, like blocked he, out all the noise and the people making jokes about him being there and and just like had a great time. Yeah, he's like this feels like a movie and like. You know, it just like you just felt happy for him. I yeah. was really happy for him. He met Snoop Dogg, like, and I mean, Snoop, come on, Snoop, that's it right there. Exactly. Who you know where he got his nickname, and and then I guess uh, during the game after he threw one of his four touchdown passes, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg came up to him and was like, "Little Snoop, and, Little Snoop." And, that's a moment he'll remember forever. Exactly. And so I just felt I was happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Now we can end this podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. So thanks for <laughs> listening, and uh, we'll talk with you again soon.